Hello and welcome to this episode of the Retail This Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Morgan, joined as always by Kylie Ross Seibert. And today we are talking with Janelle Shonia, co-owner of Southern Eats. Janelle, welcome. Thank you. So let's get into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Southern Eats and then we can take it from there. What it's a, what's uh, your restaurant about? So Southern Eats is, um, we're a restaurant in downtown Norfolk and we focus on uh, Southern style homemade foods. Um, everything's made from scratch. Uh, dressings, our wing sauce, our pickles, everything is made from scratch. We wanted to be able to provide the area with a kind of a, a comfort home feel, especially being in a, a large military area. There's a lot of our service members who can't really get that home cooked meal because they're not really near home sometimes. So um, it's one of our favorites is the Southern style. So that's what our, our focus is. And our, our chef, Ron, he is from um, New Orleans. So a lot of the times our weekly dishes, you'll find a little bit of that um, Cajun flavor coming in. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by weekly dishes? Do you change the menu each week? So we have our standard okay. um, basic menu. And, you know, Southern can mean a lot to a lot of people. It really depends mm -hmm. on where you're from. Um, oftentimes <laughs> we get a lot of people coming in thinking they're going to get soul food and um, it, it's not a soul food restaurant. How, however, uh, you know, somebody from Texas may not necessarily um, have the same idea of Southern as somebody say from North Carolina. So we mm -hmm. have a little bit of a combination of everything, but Ron does weekly specials, kind of whatever his taste buds are in the mood for is what he's going to make. Um, so, uh, he does put out something every week as far as just a weekly special to make it a little, so we have a lot of repeat customers that come in and they enjoy that because they get the opportunity to try something different, mm -hmm. but we do have our standard basic menu. Great. I mean, does any of the, those dishes make it to the menu if they're like too good to not have again? <laughs> Actually, we're, we're in the process of doing that for one right now. He made a, um, uh, a sandwich over the holidays we, and you know downtown Norfolk Council was doing this um, holiday themed kind of dinner out with a movie and he ended up doing a uh, we called it the Baja sub Baja humbug sub um, <laughs> and it was so great that some of our regulars came back in and ended up getting it a couple of days in a row um, and we had to prevent the staff from ordering it because it was so good. They were eating all of the, <laughs> they were eating, they were eating it all. And I was like, I need some for the guests. Um, so that's one that, uh, my husband is really pushing to get put onto the menu. So yes, oftentimes that does end up happening where something gets really popular and it ends up making it onto the normal menu. But, um, you know, it's kind of like the, the McRib, mm -hmm, you know, you <laughs> yeah. You may not want to make it all the time because then when it does come back out. <laughs> so you own the place with your husband, right? Yes. Uh, my husband and I, we opened in um, March of 19. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't really have our grand opening until May, but um, we started off uh, a friend of ours had been in the industry for about 30 years 
and um, he was in the process of shutting down one of his restaurants and going into another one, and he decided to um, kind of help us out with getting this open. So he had a lot to do with with our current menu as well, um, and getting us started. So it wasn't something he and I actually, my husband and I actually had a lifelong goal of doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in this industry, you know, they start off in the industry, maybe a family or something, or they have this real strong desire to get into the restaurant business. And that's not really what happened with us. My husband's always had, you know, a desire to own a, a pub or mm-hmm. a bar, something of that nature. Um, and then this opportunity came and he retired from the service. He did 23 years in the Navy. My husband is an amazing man and he had a wonderful career and he retired in 18 mm-hmm. and, um, found out that he really he really enjoys doing it and he he'll come home and oh I met this person today and you know we talked about this and he has ran into a couple of other service members that he hasn't seen in years um who heard about the restaurant and came in so for him it's it's more about um being able to meet new people connect with people Mm -hmm. he he's he's a social butterfly he Mm -hmm. um he he thoroughly thoroughly enjoys it what about you uh you know i'm i'm kind of the same um i my career has been 23 years in banking so when this all started um i I, i've been a business banker for the last 15 years of my career but um you know my guilty pleasure is the numbers so so i as a banker you never want to hear that your client is in the restaurant business because <laughs> it is the hardest business to ever get into and succeed at mm-hmm. uh, at a high, high failure rate. Uh, we were hoping we had the perfect little combination to be successful, you know, with my experience and, and, you know, the financial side of things, mm-hmm. uh, the gentleman who helped, helped us open it with his 30 years of experience in the restaurant business. And then of course my husband, um, he has had 23 years of leadership and dealing with, you know, a, a wide range of different target market type people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it, we felt we, like we had a good little combination there, but yeah. I, I still enjoy meeting with people and talking with people. Um, that's probably what I spend the most of my days doing, but my guilty pleasure is the numbers side of it. <laughs> Like if we can end up being successful, I'm going to put that little notch in my hat that says, Hey, we, we did this. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, it's, you know, it's, it's getting hard. I'm sure, you know, been going through this now for this. Well, now it's been a year. So, well, if you would have told me in the beginning, yeah, if you would have told me in the beginning that this was going to happen, we would have tucked tail and run and never started because it's, it's been um, challenging to say the least. You know, just even just being a startup business is hard enough. And then having a pandemic hit nine months into being open. Yeah, that's rough. That, it's it's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how have you guys been handling the pandemic? Um, I'm, I'm proud to say that we're still surviving. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, I, I'm on a couple of, Um, you know, Facebook groups and and things of that nature where people are trying to support each other that are in the industry. And there's just so many of us who aren't able to survive. 
we had to make a lot of changes. Um, you know, when the pandemic started, we had a much larger staff than what we have now. Mm-hmm. And while I don't want to take away from what anybody else is experiencing with this pandemic or any of my other counterparts, we feel like we've been hit extremely hard because the most, most of our guests that come in are the employees that work in the surrounding downtown business businesses. And a lot of those were working from remote now. So they're, they're not in downtown Norfolk. So we've lost that. And then of course, you know, we're located directly across the street from the scope and one block over from Chrysler. And, you know, we have an amazing relationship with um, the Norfolk um, admirals. And, you know, I, I met with Mr. Cavanaugh the other day and, you know, he's really excited to, that they're opening back up, but, you know, we, ha- we, ended up having a lot of business just from the events at the scope and them. So we had to make quite a bit of changes. We had to adjust our hours. We didn't offer to go in the past. Mm -hmm. And now we offered to go via Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats. And we really like partnering with, you know, local, other local businesses. (laughs) And one that we came across uh, through Percolator, Um, it's called Deliver Local. And they are a newer business, but they are a delivery service. Um, and they, they service a small niche uh, of the restaurant business, mm-hmm. but they're a local company and they are more financially appeasing or appealing mm-hmm. to, to us that, you know, DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, they all take 30, 33%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, most people don't realize that the restaurant business, there, there is no margin. Um, the profit margin is slim to say the least. So to have 30% taken off the top, I might as well be paying you to, to eat at my restaurant. So um, it's, it's been extremely hard. But so some of the changes we made, we, we reformatted our, our menu. We started offering some to-go's. And really just reaching out to some of our partners like you saying, you know, hey, how can we partner together and hopefully benefit each other, but also keep this business afloat? Because, you know, I have quite a few families that rely on the income that they get working for us. And I I hate to see them struggling as well. Mm -hmm. Did you have to furlough or lay off? Yeah. 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 um, In March, we ended up shutting down for the whole month. Uh, March 13th, we closed. We were closed for the entire month of April. That was a, a governor mandated thing. And then we only opened part time and only brought back about half of our staff. Mm-hmm. Um, my staff is amazing. These individuals, I mean, there's days where, I, I, you know, half of them work for tips. And there's days they come in and, you know, there's still people who can't, aff- I don't know if they can't afford to tip or they just don't believe in it or, or maybe don't understand how it works. But there's been days where they come in and they leave with two and $3 in their pocket and they still come back the next day. They still give 110% and they're still, you know, they believe in the same thing that we believe in and they have very high hopes for this um, to be successful. And I just, I can't, I could not do this without the staff that I have, but unfortunately, yeah, I, I ended up losing a few that left, you know, to, to go to some of the chain restaurants who are um, still relatively busy. 
because um, they couldn't financially afford to, to stay on board, even though they tried for a long time. Yeah, and you, can, you can't blame them for that either. Yeah. You know, you know, no, I wish them the best, and I, I, I gave them rave reviews when they were deserving of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned Percolator. Can you go into a little detail? Because I know that I think you were in, or it was used to be called like the Ford Campus mm -hmm. Percolator. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about the relationship with Percolator? And yeah, and then a, a little bit about what Percolator is for those people listening who yeah. may not know. Oh, Percolator is amazing. So um, um, Bobby owns Percolator and the concept that he came up with is fantastic. Um, I've known Bobby for a long time. I actually was one of his bankers too, which is kind of how we slid into the Ford uh, campus. He's got quite a few campuses. Um, and basically it's, it's the collaborative environment or community that he's created where he, so, so the basics of it is, is he rents out some guys are having problems hearing me. Um, you cut out hopefully that doesn't happen too much more but yeah <laughs> so oh it's cut out again i'm sorry um gotta love gotta love technology oh yeah always fun um so percolator <laughs> uh bobby rents out different spaces to small business owners who maybe don't need a full-sized mm -hmm. you know commercial building or they just may need a touch point you know, once or twice a month or once or twice a week, or maybe they just need a, a full-time office, but they, again, just need a, a small area, but they want the benefit of being able to network with a vast variety of different business owners. And the concept he's created is just fantastic. Uh, no matter what type of business industry you're in, you can benefit from being in a community environment where there's other business owners who you can bounce ideas off of, learn from, and get information and support each other. Uh, so a lot of the times you'll find that there's something you may need or not even know you needed, and there's somebody right down the hall who does that or is an expert in that um, area. Uh, I, I, I I absolutely adore what he's created in, in that area. And I hope he continues to grow. I know it's grown quite a bit over the years. So, so you're downtown, right? Downtown Norfolk. And you're mm -hmm. at, the, you said the Forward Percolator um, campus? Yeah, and it's called the, the Ford uh, campus because it used to be the old Ford building. Um, uh, Ford, okay. Yeah, they uh, it used to be when we first got there, there was, um, it, the restaurants kind of divided into three little sections mm -hmm. and they used to call it, you know, the, the, um, showroom because that was where the showroom was when it was the Ford building. And we have a couple of the old pictures from, um, oh, when cool. it was Ford building and anybody who's willing to listen, if you can't tell by this podcast, I love the sound of my voice. So <laughs> I will <laughs> I'll talk your head off, but I'm kind of a, a bit of a nerd when it comes to the historical side of things. And I will go through and show people the pictures and, and kind of where this came from. Um, so it is a historic building right there at the Ford campus. He's got the Mon Monticello campus and then he's got the other campus off of Granby. I know there's more, but those are the three I know of only because it's kind of right in my little neighborhood. Yeah. Down by where the Norfolk gym is. 
So he's got quite a few campuses. There used to be one inside MacArthur Mall. I'm not sure if it's still there or not. I don't think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like, you know, it was a great help to start out a new business too. You know, being able oh, to have that working and, you know, being in a, a space that, you know, do you, do you rent it from him or is it the people who own the building? No, he, uh, we rented directly from him. And when we first started, he had turned, that campus had had a couple of restaurants in it or, um, mm -hmm. over the years. Um, and the last tenant, when they closed down, he decided to turn that into a um, same, same concept as, as far as percolator goes, but he would rent the, it's a fully, um, equipped kitchen and he would rent it out to different chefs who were trying to get up and coming but they needed a commercial building that had you know all the legalities and the health inspections and all that stuff um, he would rent it out to these chefs or upcoming businesses who needed that space and and they could rent it for a week a month whatever the case may be um, and when we came in we didn't want to take away from that at first. Uh, so we still partnered with him to a lot because these people need somewhere to start. It's so hard to get started, no matter what business you're trying to get started in. Sometimes you just, you need somebody who's going to take a risk on you or give you a break. And that's what Bobby does. And that's what he was doing for these other people there. So when we got there, there was um, chef star was there and He's still trying to get his business up and running. We still partner with him. He still comes in on occasion and, you know, needs to utilize the, uh, the kitchen. So we do rent directly from him, but it was uh, an opportunity that really helped us out as well. We took advantage of the same offers and opportunities that Percolator was offering. It just ended up being where we were able to take over the entire restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you used to have a cigar, like sort of sublease, Okay, yeah, he was there prior to us coming, and unfortunately, he did have to close down because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, he was unable to reopen back up, but he uh, ended up, they, so it was Primo Cigars, but he mm -hmm. also had coffee, and he ended up opening a coffee shop in Chesapeake, and it's been wildly successful. Nice. Um, he they're one of if i'm not mistaken he's the um only place here locally that that um i'm going to use the wrong terminology because i am not a connoisseur but i believe he he um he doesn't brew his own beans i can't think of it at the moment right. but he 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 um they they have their own brand it's called pale horse coffee Roast. Uh, I don't know why I couldn't yeah. think of that word. Yes. Yeah, right. They, they roast their own beans here locally and it's pale horse coffee. And it's, he's taught me so much about coffee. And I used to think I was, you know, a coffee connoisseur, but all I did was drink coffee every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you haven't checked out pale horse in Chesapeake, you need to, it is, it is fantastic. And they've, like I said, they're wildly successful down there. So he ended up, um, unfortunately having to close down but yeah. successful enough had something else going to help him out yeah i'm glad he's been successful because he had the um what was it the tram or something in the parking lot yeah <laughs> i missed cool. so 
bad. I miss it so bad. So that that's a good act of God to get. He put a lot of work into that. Uh, he had the trolley out front, and he was in nationwide magazines about it. It was a smoking lounge. Well, you can't smoke inside at the restaurant, and there was no place that you could smoke indoors and have a cocktail. And so that was a niche he had. But if I'm not mistaken, he ended up donating that to a school oh, um, and using it for special needs kids. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I miss it, but it went to a good cause. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think is going to be the future for you guys? Well, we are holding steadfast, hoping that we can, you know, make it to the end of this. I do see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, we, we try and tell people, we, we want people to come in and know us and we know them. We want to have a place where people feel comfortable, where they can get a great home cooked meal and have this family friendly environment, a lot different than what you can get at a normal kind of chain restaurant. It's hard to tell people that that's what you want and that's what they're going to get. Uh, until they come in and experience it. So I'm hoping to see that those people who've come in and absolutely saw the vision that we're trying to create and enjoyed it, I hope that they come back. I hope that they continue to support us and that eventually Southern Eats becomes um, maybe a, a destination point for people when they're coming to visit, you know, the Tidewater area, downtown Norfolk. Um, you know, to kind of get a feel of, yeah, I'm, I'm visiting a downtown area, but I can still get a taste of that uh, Southern has hospitality and, and uh, camaraderie, if you will. So I'm got my fingers crossed that mm -hmm. uh, this is going to end up working out uh, and that Southern East becomes a, a staple in, in the Hampton Roads area, much like some of our other well-known long-term established family style uh, restaurants so if somebody does visit for the first time what do you recommend they get well we added our we added our um when we changed the menu chicken and waffles to the everyday menu whereas before you could just get it during brunch because it seemed to be a pretty hot seller um but we used to only sell our Southern fried chicken on Sundays. Uh, one, because it has to brine for 24 hours mm. and, and um, it's, it's a large order that you get um, when, you, when you order it, but the amount of prep time that it takes and stuff, it's, it's very challenging to keep up with the demand of it. And then of course, how long it takes to cook. So we got to looking at the numbers and, uh, even though we only sold it on the one day during the week, it was like top three seller. Wow. So we ended up adding that onto our menu too. Um, of course, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, but most people absolutely rave about it and say it's the best fried chicken they've ever had. Um, so there's a couple of items on our menu that uh, are a must try. So mm -hmm. the meatloaf, no. the meatloaf has a, little I would have never in my life gone to a restaurant and ordered meatloaf because <laughs> me personally when I think of meatloaf the only thing I can think of is Roseanne Barr when she used to 
she used to say on that TV show that she was going to make meatloaf for dinner. And the daughter was like, again, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it's, it's, we have people that will save this, this little itty bitty bite to take home with them because they don't want to waste a single piece of it. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I think a lot of people should try is the pork chop. Mm. The story behind the pork chop. So the entire state of Virginia stopped selling this one specific type of apple liqueur. And I guess it just wasn't a hot seller. Well, it was the same apple liqueur that we use for, for the um, drizzle on it. And we've tried other apple liqueurs and it just didn't taste the same. And luckily enough, it's, you know, a, a cheaper brand of apple liqueur. So it's not your, you know, crown apple or something of that nature. But um, I ended up, we had to take it off the menu for three months. And I went to the Virginia ABC and the manufacturer and I'm like, what can we do? And we had to get a special um, approval for, you know, the ABC to order this for us um, so that we could get that back on the menu. But uh, that the meatloaf, the pork chop and the fried chicken seems to be uh, some of our top sellers. Um, it all sounds good. <laughs> my, my personal favorite is the burger because I'm a very simple kind of hot dog burger kind of gal. But um, <laughs> I know that's what I had last time I was there, which uh, yeah. it's been a little while because I know I went before going to see a game i think so yeah it's been a while well yeah, i definitely think i'll try the fried chicken when i go in there and then i'll probably go to the pork chop and then maybe the meatloaf but, yeah. <laughs> my husband would tell you the wings ah the wings so the gentleman who helped us open um he brought in the, the wing recipe and um when the local opened at mm -hmm. waterside um, the wing shop that was there, they went and did a bunch of taste testings all around and wanted to find the best wings in Norfolk <clears throat> to be served at the local. And he ended up selling the recipe to them and has royalties on it uh, because they chose his. And nice. yeah, we get, a lot, we get a lot of compliments on the wings. They're cooked a little bit differently. They're, they are finished on the grill. And then retossed back in the sauce. And we have quite a few different sauces that you can get them tossed in. And again, they're all made from, from scratch. They're not, um, you know, just a bottle of barbecue sauce, but the, yeah. the chili ones are, are pretty popular. Have you I'm hoping to keep tomatoes? the wings. Up. Yeah. Did you still have the fried green tomatoes? tomatoes oh yes those are hot we have people that want to buy the sauce for that but mm. we, you can't bottle it because if you don't eat it in a certain time frame the the sauce yeah. doesn't it doesn't keep but fried green tomatoes is one of our staples for sure oh good good I'm glad it's well, we are running out of time it is also lunchtime and you have <laughs> insanely hungry so <laughs> well, <come laughs> order online at facebook what's that you can go to Facebook and order online. Oh, there we go. There we go. Great. Well, Kylie, anything else you'd like to ask her before we end? I just want to be able to eat some food. <laughs> but no, thank you, Janelle, for joining us. And we look we forward to seeing you. At you guys before. <laughs> All right. We'll speak to you soon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. And we hope to see you next time you're out.